Hmm, let's see, said Miss Gangley, the teacher in the Forecliffs Elementary School for Gannets. Right, Gary, you're up next. She beckoned the smallest chick in her class up to the blackboard. Gary gulped nervously. He would rather not be the centre of his classmates' attention in class as well as in the playground. But on the other hand, or wing, he had spent some time on this poem, and he was confident he could recite it well. He stood up amid the sneers and jeers and waddled up to the front of the class. Silence! Miss Gangley needed all her wits about her to control her thirty students, as the speckled brown chicks of varying sizes, abilities and manners giddily looked forward to their fast-approaching after-school fun and frolics. Tabby the Tomcat, a poem by a human, said Gary to howls of laughter. I said silence, shouted Miss Gangley, as she banged the black door. One more squeak out of anyone and you'll all be in detention for the next week. Interesting choice of poem. Why did you pick it? Because I'm afraid of cats. And I decided that I needed to face my fears. So I thought that this would be a good way to start. Oh, that's a good reason. She only wished all Gary's classmates would put as much thought into their homework as he did. Okay, let's hear it. She flapped her wings to ensure the rest of the class remained silent. Gary gulped, took a deep breath, and started his recital. Tabby the tomcat pretending to be nice. Notice Minnie Mouse out scaling on some ice. Greetings, said Tabby, extending his front paws, startling poor Minnie with his ten sharp claws. No, no, Gary, get it right. Tabby the tomcat pretending to be nice. Yes, miss, I get it. Tabby the tomcat pretending to be nice. Gary, listen to what I'm saying. Tabby the tomcat pretending to be nice. Put the stress on pretending and not on nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear ya. Tabby the tomcat pretending to be nice. No, 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 Gary. Enough already. Go back to your desk and learn how to recite it properly. As a disappointed Gary made his way back to his desk... Miss Gangley spoke to her students. Listen up, little ones. If you're going to do something, do it right. The class ended as a herring gull's call announced the return of the trawlers from the fish banks. A blur of feathers and wing flaps filled the air as the young gannets raced out to the cliff ledge to view the approaching trawlers. The trawlers are low in the water. Announced Gregory, by far the biggest gannet in the class. Tis a good sign. There should be plenty of pickings to go around, and even Yow there should be able to catch a morsel thrown overboard. A few of the other gannets grimaced at Gregory's latest insult of Gary, but more grimaced at his attempt to say meow, which in fairness is a difficult word for a gannet to pronounce at the best of times. Now if Gary were a duck, we would say that these insults were water off his back. Ha ha! Good one! Did you think that all up by yourself? Listen, you go and get your handouts. I'm going to dive and catch my own supper. Right, off with you so, replied Gregory as he gave Gary a kick up the behind, much to the amusement of their onlooking classmates. Well, to most of the classmates. How would you like to be treated like that? demanded Gerhardt 
the Gannet whose family recently joined the Four Cliffs colony. Gregory stuck his considerable chest out and took an intimidating step towards the newest Gannet in the class. Listen, I'll do what I like, say what I like and think what I like, he said before he stuck his bill right up against Gerhardt's. And what you gonna do about it? Yeah, blow in. Ah, chill out, Gregory, will ya? Said Gertrude, the prettiest gannet by far in the class, as she pulled Gerhardt away. Anyway, what has Gary ever done to you? Why are you so nasty to him? Because, look at the state of him, said Gregory, as he watched Gary fly away. The fat little slob couldn't even dive into his own bed, never mind dive into the sea. He then beckoned his own gang to follow him. Come on, he ordered. It's snack time. The gang of chicks did what all gannets do. They pointed their little bills skywards and flapped their wings in the hope of a smooth takeoff. However, they were still young and had to flap furiously before they managed to get airborne. Gertrude and Gerhardt looked on while Gregory and his gang battled the sea breeze and flew out across the bay to join their older brothers and sisters and the herring gulls in the scramble for the fishermen's handouts that were thrown over the side of the trawlers. It's because of the likes of him that we left our colony and came here. I cannot stand bullies. Yeah. Gregory is a creep with a capital C. And you do know, don't you, that he'll get his gang to beat you up if you start a fight with him. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Come on, let's catch up with Gary. Gertrude and Gerhardt flew off in the opposite direction to their classmates. They soon spotted Gary, who had landed on some rocks to the north of their cliff. Hey Gary, what you up to? Hiya Gertrude, Gerhardt. Uh, I'm just catching my breath before I dive for my supper. Dive? Are you nuts? You can just about fly. Are you even able to swim? Gary jumped up and frantically flapped his wings. Just watch me. While it took an age, slowly but surely, meter by meter, the little ball of feathers gained altitude. Gary was finally gliding at around 20 metres above Gertrude and Gerhardt and 50 metres out into the sea. There's a great view from up here! Gary often heard his dad say this to his mum when his dad was out getting food. He never quite understood what his dad meant, but it seemed like the appropriate thing to say. Don't go out too far! squeaked Gertrude back at him. After a minute or so of staring into the sea below him, Gary thought he spotted movement beneath the waves. I think I see sprats. I think I see sprats. Gerhardt was fearful of what Gary would do next. Be careful, Gary. Here goes, muttered Gary. He pointed his bill downwards and started his dive into the sea. Gary pulled his wings in by his side and tucked his feet into his body. His friends covered their eyes just as Gary broke the surface of the water and disappeared beneath the waves. After what seemed like an age, Gary popped up out of the sea. Help! Help me! Gerhardt took flight 
and covered the distance out to Gary in double quick time. What's wrong, Gary? I hurt my head, my dear. Can you fly? No, I feel very dizzy. Okay, okay, I'll... Said Gerhard, trying not to panic. I'll land in beside you and guide you back to shore. Gertrude watched nervously as Gerhard struggled against the tide to push Gary towards the rocky outcrop. Soon she was beside him in the sea as she helped Gerhard to guide Gary towards safety. (laughs) 